I slay the dragons all day, but I come home and I just want to be a girl. And I'm having trouble with people understanding that. And I always wanted people to see me in my flower crown, but they never did. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Climbed. I have a super special guest today. I was really looking for, I was like chasing this woman down to have a recording with her because this is a really special recording for me. And so today we have Kim. Um, I am so grateful that you decided to join me in today's interview and to share your experience in the program. And so welcome, Kim. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you, Kim. So why I decided to have this interview because, well, I decided a long time ago, but I was really excited because, you know, I get a lot of messages from women who are older than me. I mean, obviously, uh, because I'm 33, for example, and I get a lot of messages and questions. uh, Will this work for me? Because I am older, right? And because my reality with men or in dating or marriage or relationships is very different. And so, you know, and we have a few women who are older than me, let's say 45 plus in the program. And so every time I, and the process works, right? So I, when I heard your story, your success story, I was really excited. I reached out and I said, Kim, let's get on a call because I want more women who are older women to also know that a great reality of men exists that they can be dating and should be dating. And then the process is the same and that the claim program can help them. And so you are one such woman. That's why I'm extremely grateful that you're here. And so what we're going to start with Kim is maybe you just introduce yourself to us. um, And then in this interview, you can share as much or as little as you want. Of course, it's up to you. So we're going to start with introducing yourself. And then um, how did you find about my work? Okay. So my name is Kim. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I found you, I think, on Instagram, probably. Um, I had a very, very long career as a corporate executive and a lawyer. Um, And I actually think that your program is beautiful for young women starting out in their relationships and anybody along the arc. I find that there are a fair number of women um, my age interested in your program and participating in your program because they finally have time to pay attention to themselves, right? We've been very busy having careers. I raised three children. Along the way, I got married three times. And we've been successful in certain parts of our lives and not as successful in other parts of our lives. Our femininity, our feminine power, and our emotional intelligence and strength have sort of been out there, but never been the focus of at least my attention. I was so busy go, go, going and having a career. It wasn't until I retired that I had time to really look at my life. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense when you said femininity was never the focus. And it was only when I retired that I started to look at, at these things. Um, Okay. And so do you remember, I actually know, Kim, you were on a discovery call with my husband, String, and I told him today, he actually says hello. And he's like, oh, you're talking to Kim. Okay. Say hello. And I was like, yep. And um, yeah. So what made you, because obviously you were exposed to my materials. I'm curious, what what really resonated with you and what made you, um, made you book your discovery call? So I have been 
you know, a, a wife, a mother, an executive, a leader. Um, I hired, mentored women throughout my career. And I always actually led from my feminine. Um, but it was very, very difficult because there are times I worked in a very male-dominated industry. Um, I worked in the gaming industry, the hotel industry, the real estate industry. And so certain times you had to get really, really tough. Um, I know that I brought that home sometimes, and I know that it was hard on the men in my life. I raised three boys, and I really wanted them to have healthy, respectful relationships. And I loved meeting String. I think I was one of his very first discovery calls. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I actually had a first discovery call with Barbara. And I think I wasn't ready, and she really challenged me. And I didn't like it. I sort of went away saying, how are all these young girls going to tell me what it is to be a woman? How, are, how do they know anything about it? And so when she came to that call, um, she wanted to do a drop-in. She wanted to do all of this vulnerable stuff. I'm sort of like, well, wait a minute. I don't even know you. So I'm not so sure that this is something that I want to do. So I canceled my second call with Barbara. I still felt really, really interested and compelled by the work. So I kept following you and I kept listening to you. And you're going to know my age when I tell you this, is that when you had John Gray on your podcast, I was like all in. So I read um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus when it was published in the 80s. And mm. I was like, this guy totally gets it. This idea that men and women are the same does not work, is never going to happen. So I was the second generation of women. Um, so I didn't have to wear the pantsuits, and I didn't. I always wore fishnet stockings and relatively tight pencil skirts. That was my thing. Um, and that was disarming for people in my business. So they didn't know, like, I'm having this, like, total girl feminine thing happening. And then there's this woman who's sort of being a big boss. So how do I rationalize all of that? Um, I don't think I knew how to rationalize it. Um, I'm sure in my romantic relationships, I wasn't very good at rationalizing it. So I was super interested in your work, which was to say, oh, women are a species, right? We are um, something different, right? And there is immense, incredible power in that. And so the way that we get to live and step into that power is not by pushing down our femininity, but really embracing it, right? By saying, I'm going to take this incredible power that is within me and figure out how to harness it in a healthy and positive way that makes men feel both respectful of me, but also makes me feel safe. And those are hard things to get together. And I knew that in your work, you had thought about all of those issues. And actually, it was much more powerful than I ever would have imagined because, yes, it improved my relationship. It improved my understanding about what men want, need, desire, deserve. But it also made me a better mom to my boys because I could talk to them about maybe not having been the best example, but what they might 
think about as they went and made their choices of mates as they dated. So it was just this spill-off effect that helped me professionally in my romantic relationship as a mom, as a friend. So it was incredible. Wow, thank you. Uh, so before we, I, I want to ask you about the program itself and, and, and your biggest aha moments, which you already started talking about. Um, but I'm really curious, Kim, so here you were, you know, this hotshot executive um, who focused on your career, um, you know, a lawyer in the gaming industry, like that's tough. And we have quite a few, well, I can think of one in the entertainment industry in Las Vegas. And she, she was basically having the same conversation with me that it's really tough. And of course, all the women that we have in the program are busy, successful, ambitious. And so being in the men's world and being a woman is, is tough because you do have to compete. But I love that you're saying that, you know, the power is in our feminine. So the question is, how do we harness it so that we don't get so rigid um, and, 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 not only move forward in this masculine way to our own detriment, but also to the detriment of our relationships, motherhood, and so on and so forth. And so where were you when you signed up for a discovery call in terms of your current situation? So you have retired, right? But you were kind of thinking about these things, um, right? So what made you say yes to the program? So you got on a call with my husband, not with Barbara. Um, but And I think this is a really good story that you shared that, you know, who is this woman on the other end who's, I don't know, 15 years younger than me telling me how to be a woman. <laughs> I love that you said that because I think most women who are older than me would think that, right? And so I love that you're vulnerable, that you're sharing that. And then you got on a, on a call with my husband and then that sealed the deal. So why did you decide to say yes? What made you overcome that? Um, well, I don't want to call it judgment or maybe that was the, a judgment, you know, what made you say yes and overcome that um, obstacle, I guess, that, you know, well, maybe this younger woman knows what she's talking about. I just found the whole thesis so interesting. And I knew that you had something there. And one of the things I had spent time since my retirement, which at that point was probably about a year and a half, is I had spent time trying to reconnect um, my emotions with my body. Because one of the things that my job required me to do was compartmentalize things, right? You couldn't show up. Um, with your head full of other things, your relationship, your kids, your whatever. And so it was get down, ready to work. Um, I think that I had put a lot of my feminine energy aside, right, to just survive day to day in um, the busiest time of my life. So I finally had time. And I was really interested in kind of excavating for myself where that was. And, you know, it's funny. I had one of my very best friends in the world is uh, a man about my age. And I remember when, after I left my work, he said, my goodness, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, it's so interesting for me because I slay the dragons all day but I come home and I just want to be a girl. And I'm having trouble with people understanding that. And a lot of people in the program may find this is that where we meet men is in our work. So the men I dated, the men I married were not necessarily in my company, but I met them when I was exercising my capacity as a corporate person. So they see you negotiating transactions, being really tough, saying no. And some, 
not using nice language, whatever it is, right, that got you to where you needed to be professionally. And they had trouble seeing you in a different light. And I always wanted people to see me in my flower crown, but they never did. Mm. Yeah, I think you bring up a really interesting point that, and you know, um, for men, when we think about the male journey, right, they don't have to do that. They don't have to switch roles because they're like in their masculine in the world at work, which is a masculine world, right? Business and career. And then they're in their masculine with their women, right? And so there's this that whole steady, well, this is who I am at work and this is exactly who I am in my relationship. But as a woman, there is that that switch that needs to happen where you're right, it's you, you're a man. Well, not, not necessarily a man. You can bring that feminine energy into work and lead from the feminine, as you mentioned before. But it is that thing. And I actually never thought about this, that, yeah, most women would interact with men or meet men obviously, because we spend most of our time at work. Um, and so when you think about that, then the men see you in that masculine energy uh, and they don't even realize that that's not who you want to be <laughs> in the romantic realm. And so that that's a really interesting play there. And it obviously all comes down to you being able to do that switch, but also be able to communicate what you want, to set up those boundaries, right? And, and to really... I just had um, our group coaching call yesterday and we had this conversation with this woman and, and where, you know, she said, oh, this man wanted to split the bill on a date or whatever the situation is. And so we need to let them know because we can't assume that, you know, men work with you all day. It's 50-50. So he gets on a date, not all men, but some men, he's like, that's 50-50 too. And so it's up to us to know what we want, to embody that and to communicate that, hey, that doesn't feel good in my body. That's not what I want. What I want is actually to be a girl, to surrender, to wear my flower crown when I'm with you. And I want to feel safe and I want to feel taken care of. And that's what I want. If that's not for you, that's totally fine. But that's what I want. And so it's really interesting that you're saying that. So when you joined the program, Kim, were you single or were you already in a relationship? I was in a relationship. I had been dating someone for... Um, a little bit over a year and mm -hmm. I w we were struggling um, because I wasn't very good at boundaries and I wasn't very good at articulating what I needed or wanted. And one of the really, really pivotal moments for me in the program was I think it's in early in module one or two where there is an exercise that says, I am available for X and I am not available for Y. And for me, it was like a switch had flipped because it wasn't complicated. It wasn't emotional. It was like, I am available for kindness. I am available for being spoiled. I am available for being reliable and honest. I am not available for being the guy. I am not available for hanging pictures. I am not available for changing tires. I am not available for last minute dates. I am not available for your being late. Whatever the definition is, that construct for me was like, boom. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's continue this conversation with aha moments. So you said the first one was boundaries, and we do embodied boundary work. So it's not only 
decide or think about what what is your yes what is your no but actually embody that in in your body do the practice so that when you communicate because it's one thing to set your boundaries but obviously we do boundaries because they've been we do boundary work because our boundaries have been violated and so we need to communicate so the first step is to understand to discover what are your boundaries then embody them and then communicate and so when we communicate boundaries after we've done our embodiment practice, they're so much stronger. And of course, we communicate them, making a focus on the feelings so that men understand and don't feel attacked and so on and so forth. So boundaries was big for you. What else, um, Kim, when you think about like the biggest aha moments in the program, what, what, what were they for you? Well, I think that there's all this talk about feminine flow and I know that so many people struggle with it. I've been a meditator for ever. Uh, two decades. So meditation and sort of getting into my mind or emptying my mind was not something that was new to me. But the movement part of processing and releasing was a bit of an exercise to sort of start. But once I got it, I found it to be incredibly effective at moving emotion through because I think that some of us, especially if we're not good at articulating um, what we need or want, disappointment and fear comes out as anger, right? So what men find from us is anger, yelling, nagging, whatever that looks like, which starts a whole chain of events that none of which are positive. But if we can actually get into that emotion, give ourselves five minutes to walk in the other room and process it, it then can, can become a spoken conversation, which is, wow, when you were late, it made me feel like you didn't respect me or prioritize me or care about me. So the conversation immediately pivots, right? Instead of a guy yelling back at you or getting angry or leaving or hanging up, he's mortified most of the time, right? And wanting you to be happy. One of the things I love about your program, I guess a mom of three boys makes it even more imperative for me, but I don't like this narrative that men are not good, that men are mean, that men are dishonest, that men will hurt our feelings, mm. is that I agree with you that there most men are all they want to do is please you. And boy, are they confused at how to do that. And so when we mm. don't tell them how, then it doubles down, right? Because then they get confused and we get angry and we lose anything that we could have had. And so I think that the program teaches us how to stay within ourselves to know by eliminating our limiting beliefs, which as you kind of rightly point out, all boil down to I'm not worth it in however it evidences itself, right? Um, so many of us come with that. And if we can get over that and then believe that what we are asking for is reasonable, now maybe that person sitting in front of you or across from you isn't the person who's going to give it to you. But the more you are comfortable within that feeling of advocating for yourself, it comes across in a way that's not threatening, that's loving. Mm. And it encourages 
that person who wants to please you to do that, and then he knows how because you actually told him. You have such an interesting perspective on this, Kim, and I think, because, you know, I interview women all the time, and, and I think the maybe the generational difference really plays into that, but I really love kind of your how you explain it because I don't I don't hear it from like women of my age or a little bit or older whatever you 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 just described it in a way that makes so much sense to me but I I haven't thought of that I mean I of course I did but not in that way but I love that you're because you know when I teach like I teach feminine flow in my own words but every woman has her own experience and comes from a different background. And so she synthesizes all this information and, you know, in whatever way she understands it and, and uses it in her life. But I think how you described it is probably the, the um, one of the most um, simple ways to understand what feminine flow is because feminine embodiment, when women start, they're like, what the hell am I doing rolling on the floor, whatever. But you're right. It gives you, and that's how I try to explain it to women, but you put it so beautifully because it, it, yeah, emotions arise, things happen, men do something or say something. And instead of reacting right away and saying, you did this and da, 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 and it all escalates. And then men complain that we're crazy, that we're nagging. I can never win. You're constant. That's what men complain about every time. So if we don't want to be that, and, and, you know, and I think, and I think women feel that too. Like, I don't like that feeling. I don't want to be in that state. And so when we do feminine flow is what I teach in the program, it gives us a pause. As you said, it gives us a pause to actually feel and that disappointment and fear not to become anger, because then we have an avenue to release and to sit, I can sit with myself and I can body and hold that in my body and be comfortable with it right because all we do is how can I welcome the discomfort in my body and then when we communicate that with men we're not coming from a place of anger he doesn't feel attacked but you're just coming from a place of this is how it made me feel and so it's just such a great basis for harmonious relationship where men are not afraid of you anymore you're walking on eggshells and stuff like I don't want to I don't want to be in a relationship like that and that's what I'm working on every day and it doesn't end as you know Kim it's constant like I had to do my flow yesterday and talk to string in that way and but it becomes so much better and the relationship I don't know well you'll talk about the results hopefully in a second but for me in time so in the beginning it's like this volatile thing because you don't know what you're doing it's uncomfortable you don't know how to flow all of these resistance comes up but when you kind of understand how it works the relationship balances itself out and and it becomes easy um, and it becomes harmonized and one of the other things you mentioned I just wanted to comment on the fact that you're a mother of three boys Um, and it's really interesting because I think as a mother of three boys you do have a unique perspective and that's what I was always Mm, and I'm still perplexed by the fact that, you know, when I talk to women, these are mothers of boys also, you know, and, and I, I was over, like, I, I did not understand how can women not get it? Well, some women really get it, but a lot of women don't. And I'm like, don't you see this in your son or how he, you know, reacts, behaves, and we are mothers to, to sons, to men, we are raising men. And so by changing our beliefs, like 
we do pass these beliefs to, to, to other generations. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, about this work. And I always say in coaching calls or in the program, you know, that story stops with you. The fact that you don't trust men, that men are cheaters and stuff. And when you have boys, you can so easily pass these beliefs to them that they think that all men are X, Y, and Z. And so specifically as a mother of boys, I love that you mentioned that and you said it became, it, it made me be a better mother um, because then your sons are those men or will be, are becoming those men who then are dating these women who are then, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, it's, it's just a cycle and, and it keeps going. And that cycle can stop where if men are raised by mothers who have a healthy belief system about masculinity, femininity, then he's going to go out there and treat women in that way he's going to feel like you know my masculinity is appreciated and it's not toxic and I can take you out and I can court you and you know because my I saw my mother do that and it was so beautiful and harmonious so thanks thanks for mentioning that Kim so I guess now let's talk about where you are and what are the results that you're seeing in your relationship um, and you, you a little bit mentioned about your boys, but I'm, I'm also really curious to hear maybe some examples as well, maybe some stories or something. So where are you now and how does it feel? Hey, girlfriend, before we continue with this episode, I wanted to jump in real quick and share an important message for you. There's a lot of advice out there about dating and relationships, books, experts and gurus, and even your granny has a surefire way to succeed in love. And most of it is complete BS. Well, maybe not so much granny's advice. As you may or may not know, I run a transformational 10-week group coaching program called Claim, just like the podcast, that has helped hundreds of women around the world completely change their dating reality with men, where they go from being frustrated and burnt out to actually enjoying dating and starting to attract some amazing men, men who stand strong in their masculinity, who are confident, who court and pursue you and plan and organize and pay for dates, but who are also emotionally available and are ready and willing willing and again available for a relationship with you and I've developed this program with one thing in mind that you already have everything you need to attract the man in the relationship of your dreams you don't need to change who you are you are not broken you just need to make a few key shifts and they all start from the inside if you're ready to feel that kind of excitement ease and joy in dating and relationships that so many of my clients have experienced and me myself as you know I have attracted my masculine men and now have a family with him I have an invitation for you Work with me and my team to get on the fast track so you can start seeing big changes in your life ASAP. Go to claim.com slash apply to sign up for your free no-catch discovery call or short interview with a member of my team. This will be your chance to experience our approach firsthand and to ask any personal questions you might have about the program and whether this is a good fit for you. It's also going to be our chance to see if we would be a good fit for you because we're not in this and I'm not in this for a quick buck and we don't work just with anyone. We're committed to your success and we want to make sure we can help you to achieve it. The good news is that dating and relationships doesn't have to be this hard. So if you don't want to wait around any longer wondering where are all the good men, if you need an urgent change and are open to receiving personalized help and guidance and want to invest in yourself, then apply for this no catch. There's nothing that you need to give us. It's just a free discovery call for you so you can see whether this is a good fit for you and so they can work on this together. So go to claimed.com slash apply. This will take you to a calendar where you can book your call, answer some short questions, and then we shall see you on the other side. All right, now back to the episode. It is actually kind of 
um, miraculous in, in a certain way. If you look at the arc of energy, right, from masculine to feminine, and, it, and I can't recommend enough reading David Dado's books because Enlightened best book ever, right? Yes, well, about what it says about but really that's a proxy for polarity, how it affects all of our relationships and frankly, all of our interactions with people, including ourselves. But, you know, his thesis is the people kind of toggle between masculine and feminine and, you know, someday you could be this, someday you could be that. I come 100% from my feminine all the time. Um, and I realized what was happening is I was attracting incredibly masculine men. Um, I was married to the three of them. I was, uh, I dated them. So my issue wasn't, I had all of this feminine energy in my men that wasn't working, but what was happening is I was attracting all of these masculine men, but not being comfortable in understanding it when I couldn't figure out how to navigate it. So what would happen is I became the frog farmer, which is I attract this masculine, beautiful person into my life. And then I can't tolerate allowing him to live in his masculine energy, right? I've got to start controlling it and um, being mad about it and shutting down over it and really sabotaging my own relationships. And you talk about breaking the cycle. And I will say all of this work is so monstrously important because our children learn about relationships from living in our homes. We model for them what a relationship is. And they don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. Mine weren't the greatest, right? There was a lot of conflict and there was a lot of not good communication. and. I have actually had a lot of, started out as apology, but beautiful conversations with my boys about what relationships are about, what healthy relationships are about, accepting my responsibility for what happened in those relationships, the instability that it brought to their lives, um, and how it can be better. And so the skills that I learned with you just totally accelerated. We can read all the books. I'm a vast consumer of all the books, right? We can go to the shrink. And you sent me some interviews to look at. And one of the women who you talked to said, you know, I could have done talk therapy for another 20 years and I never would have gotten it. We all mm. know the precepts, right? We know what we're supposed to be doing because you have all these type A successful women in your in your cohort, right? They're amazing. Mm -hmm. So they study out the yin-yang, right? They're all in their heads about knowing exactly how they're supposed to do it and what text should I write and, you know, what should I do about this and that? And they know it intellectually. But the question is, how do I get it into my body? And how am I okay with releasing my head, right, from my body and understanding and trusting my feminine energy to steer me in a way that is kind and receptive and good and not overthink it, but actually trust myself and what I was born with enough. And that's what I think uh, the incredible power of what you do is. And it's a combination of your vast experience in figuring out a lot of stuff, 
being very smart about culling different philosophies and figuring out how it works, and also being really open to a continued evolution of how you think about things, right? The community is really good. I can't get on the coaching calls all that much. I listen to some of them, and I read the Facebook a couple times a week, and I just love the interactions with, with people, the support that women are getting from one another, people being willing to say, that guy sounds not so good, right? And maybe mm. you were being sort of tough when you lost your mind about this one, you know, where he picked the restaurant or wanted to go to a park or whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, and I love that, which is, I guess, this is what Barbara challenged in me, which is my willingness to drop all of those protective things and step in, mm. right? Step into the teaching, step into the flow, step into the community. And once you do that, then your heart and your mind become opened and you can learn. Mm. Mm, so beautiful. So thank you, Kim, for sharing that. So where are you in, in the relationship oh, you now? So, for me. Oh, so what happened? Yeah, so yeah. This, how is it different? Tell us how is it different? Okay. So I will tell you another one of your, of the books that comes up in the reading list is called The Surrendered Wife, right? I hate the title. And all of my girlfriends who are all these high powered women are like, I'm never reading this thing called The Surrendered Wife. That's such crap. I said, but here's the thing about The Surrendered Wife. It shows you how to use your power, right? And I tried it for one whole weekend. I, 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 I was, I didn't fight about you picked sushi. I really want Thai. You want to, you know, go at eight. I really want to go at eight fifteen. I want to drive this car. You want to drive that. I didn't do any of that. I was kind of like, this is your spot. You get to own this. You own this day for me. And I am here to um, enjoy, to love, to be loved just today. And it was the most magnificent thing. And so I was the the guy who I was dating and um, had been single for like 20 years. He was one of those guys, a bit older even than me. Um, and he um, was like dating all of those uh, hotter, younger, cooler girls, right? <laughs> and he decided, you know, it's funny, when men turn 65 or even worse when they're 70, then they decide, oh, I want someone smart and beautiful who my kids like, who I want to live a life with, right? And so he had gotten to that place sort of just generically um, before I met him. And so the beginning part of our relationship, it was super fun. I mean, he's, he's loads of fun and spontaneous and generous and lovely, but doesn't feel all in and doesn't feel like a committed person. Um, I didn't like that very much, but I stuck with it because of the attributes of him being kind and generous and nice and nice to my kids and, um, compatible in lifestyle with me. But I was really just feeling like I was treading water in the relationship. I wanted, I wanted more, but since I didn't, wasn't feeling commitment from him, then I stepped back and you know what happens when that happens, right? It, everything deteriorates. So I tried to step into the relationship using some of the tools I learned in claim. But I didn't have to give up my power to step in. I actually reclaimed my power because I knew what I wanted and I knew what I wasn't going to do. 
And I knew it in a calm way and not a hysterical way and not a catastrophic way, but in a really beautiful way. It was just clear to me. And so I could live with him in a way that was so much more um, centered, right? I was calm. I didn't, I wasn't looking for signs that he was committed or not committed, but I was just there for that day. And I was there for that week. And all of a sudden, he turns into Mr. Commitment, right? Oh, we have to be together every day. I want you to live in my house. Like this, you know, my grandson is your grandson. The whole, like the whole, like super commitment thing, right? And I was like, wow, that is so strange. And I realized again, what power I had, not when I was worrying about getting what I wanted and understanding where he was and needing to know what was going to happen in the future, but in a really present way. And then, of course, I said, well, I'm not so sure. I don't know. Um, so it was, a, it was another six months of sort of watching that commitment, which cemented and grew, right? A person who really had trouble telling me that he loved me, a person who really had trouble looking toward the future, like had trouble making plans for Thanksgiving, was all about like what's happening two years from tomorrow, right? So it was really, it was so interesting to me intellectually, but it really made me feel different than I had ever felt in a relationship before. Um, it was just much more enveloping. What a beautiful story. Yeah. He suddenly turned into Mr. Commitment. Oh my gosh. You... Crazy. <laughs> Love it. So my last question before we go into the question about, you know, why would you recommend women joining this program? I'm really curious, Kim, what do you feel like for older women in the program? What do you feel like are the unique challenges that they're dealing with? And how does the program help them go through these challenges in terms of, you know, men? Because I, I feel like, you know, once you pass 45 or 50, obviously you might have been married a few times. Your kids are probably grown up or no. And so I've gotten this feedback that, you know, Anna, you've got to think more about the women who are 45 plus, 50 plus, because it's a different reality. And I'm in my head, I'm like, yes, I hear you. And the process is the same, but I'm still very mindful of, because, you know, we haven't done anything differently with you, um, but I'm still very mindful of it. So I'm curious. So the process is the same, Anna. And um, mm. you don't know because you're, you haven't experienced it, right? So age mm -hmm. has pluses and minuses. The minuses involve what your face looks like after a minute, right? Your minuses include like how fast you ski down the hill, right? Your minuses include how long you can hold a, a headstand. Um, but your pluses... Um, your pluses include a lot of experience, but when women, we all do patterns, right? And so I came to you because I said, I need to break a pattern, right? I, I, I keep on doing things with men that emanate from my relationship with my father, right? And you have talked a lot about that. Um, but, and I kept on doing the same thing. 
attracting beautiful people and creating a relationship where everybody committed and a marriage that wasn't happy. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I said, I, I'm 62 years old. I'm never doing that again. Right. I, I can be alone by myself forever. I have a beautiful life, but I don't really want to be. So what I think is different is that many women are really traumatized, right? They've had a lot of, they may have had a lot of negative interactions with men, right? And they're hardened into this belief that things are toxic and things are bad. And so they focus on the negative, right? Because they're afraid. Fear drives a lot of negative emotion. We can't put our finger on it as fear, but, you know, some had marriages where men left them. You know, they were good wives and good spouses and men left them for other women and they were just not nice. They, you know, people said things to them like you're old or you are boring or whatever. So it's a lot of work, right? And so, no, they don't have to worry about their biological clock. They don't have to worry about their flow. I actually think your work around your menstrual cycle and your fertility is really fascinating. Less important for those of us who are postmenopausal, but, but really important. Because I wish in my life that I would have embraced rather than found irritating certain parts of my life that involved my fertility. I mean, I was lucky. I had very easy times getting pregnant, very easy pregnancies, beautiful births, all of that stuff. But and that's really important for a lot of your women because that's where they are and they're feeling pressure around that. The older women mm. have their kids or they're not having them, it's over, right? <laughs> for all of us, that's done. Um, but I don't <laughs> want them to get hung up on that. The work is so important. And you know what I think is really beautiful? is that we as the mama bears of your whole group have experience that you all don't have, right? I never had daughters. Mm -hmm. And I see in all of you such lovely, beautiful women. It's like, you know, they ask that question, what would you tell your 17-year-old self? I feel about many of you, what would I tell my 30-year-old self? Yeah. So it's an opportunity. I think that they and we make the community richer. And I would encourage them, share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Don't forget the good parts, ladies. There are lots of them. So beautiful. I feel like, Kim, you should be our guest speaker once a month to the group because all these women are going to be like glued to the screen. And, and you know, I lost my mother when I was I really know you young. Did. And so I was always, always attracted to older women who've had the wisdom and who had the experience, you know, and then all the women in the group who are older, there's not a lot of them there. There's more and more now, but I always encourage them. And I see you commenting on the women and I'm like, yeah, you know, cause there is so much wisdom. Another woman comes to mind, Mo, for example, you know, she's got, she had hit his, what he's, direct to me I can't even pronounce that word right she had breast cancer and she's 67 no 62 can't remember but but she's got such rich experience you know and and I'm calling in those women this is this is as women how we learned we we women learn through embodied resonance um even in the way you're speaking I can I I'm learning what's be behind your words right so, so it's not only the words that are penetrating me intellectually as you said before but I am resonating and I'm learning 
Um, so I'm just so grateful for your presence in the group, Kim, and how you said uh, the mama bear. And I want to, I, I, I indeed want to, because the village, the village is gone. You know, most of us do not have, I mean, my mother has passed, but all of the women in the program, most of them are not surrounded. Their relationship with their mothers is not there. You know, the relationship with the fathers is not there. So when we come together to do this work together, you know, we've got women in the program who are like 20, I think our youngest one was 26. And then we have the women who are like 65, for example, it's, it's quite incredible. And we are doing the same work, which I, which I find so beautiful and how we learn from each other and you, how you pass on your wisdom and experience. So I'm hoping we can maybe do a session or something where these women can ask you questions because you have a lot of experience, not only three husbands, <laughs> three boys, but you've done the work. And I'm so glad you're saying that the process is the same. It's just how you take that process into your life and how what you make of it and you take what works for you you leave the rest and you just but but it's all connected because we're all women we want the same thing right we want to be in a committed relationship with a committed masculine man one feel safe taken care of um cherished and adored so thanks for sharing your story kim so for all the women who are listening and watching um what would you, why would you recommend women to sign up for a discovery call and perhaps even join, join the program? Oh, I can't recommend it highly enough. I think that no matter where you are in your relationship, even if you're in a happy one, no matter where you are in your life, professionally, personally, you will learn. You will be enriched. You will be much more fully in your feminine uh, you will be a better leader, mother, spouse, friend than you ever were before. And you will also have the chance to meet such motivated and smart and international and kind and earnest people. Um, only upside, only upside in claimed. Only outside. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kim. This was a pleasure. I really appreciate your your shares and your experience and, and thank you for, for doing the work because you know doing the work is 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 sometimes presenting um you know as 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 a challenge in itself. And so thank you for being part of this community and continuing to be present and support all of us. And I'm learning from you, so I'm hoping that you are even more present and continue to, to, to share your wisdom with us. Thank you You're so welcome. much. You're welcome. Thank you, Anna. All right, beautiful woman. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And please, please leave a review. This is super helpful for me, for the podcast. And this is a time to give back, to leave a review, share this episode with your girlfriend who really wants to hear it. And you can also find me on Medium and YouTube at Anna Rova, where I share pretty much very similar content and where we change the world one embodied woman at a time. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here with me today.